Heavenly Father, thank you again uh, for being with us. Uh, and uh, as a church, uh, collectively, we are here to honor you uh, and to uh, try to know more about you. Uh, and it's not only a, rit a ritual that we are here every week together. It's uh, a, prof a deep uh, desire to know you and to obey you and to do the things that are important to you in our lives. We pray for your blessing, for your Holy Spirit to open our hearts, open our mind to uh, put your word in our lives and put action, all these words in our lives. We pray this in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Let me start with the, with the story. There was a CEO uh, from a big uh, American company that he took a holidays. So he chose to go to a remote village in the coast of Mexico. So he was there, this CEO, and then in the morning he opened the window and he saw through the window there was a group of fishermen, fishermen uh, with a boat that are fishing in, in the coast. And then suddenly one of these uh, fishermen, they came early with uh, what he caught, a couple of fish, and they were home early than the rest of the group. So they, oh, they saw this. On the second day, he opened again the window and, and he saw again this group of, of men fishing there. But this particular man, he took a, a couple of fish and go home early. And this happened on the third day. So he, he came and approached this fish, uh, fishman and, and he said, well, may I ask a question? I have a question for you. Uh, and and the, the Mexican guy said, yeah, yeah, si, sí, senor, you can make uh, this question. Uh, and he said, well, why you not stay longer with the rest of the, of the group? This fishman, he said, well, a couple of fish is enough for, 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 to feed my family and myself. So I go home and I cook this for my family. And this CEO says, well, how long take for you to take this fish? The Mexican guy says, well, a couple of hours. In the morning, I just normally go, just cut this couple of fish and go and cook for the family. And he says, well, what do you do with the rest of your day? You know, you have the rest of your day for you. And the Mexican, Mexican guy says, well, let me tell you what is my day. Normally, I wake late. I go and fish. Uh, I uh, have a meal with, with my family. I play with my kids. I have a siesta in the afternoon. I go to the plaza to have a conversation with mis amigos. And this is my day. So the CEO said, oh, I think I can help you. I think I can help you. Well, what happened if you stay longer and, you, feed, and you, you caught more fish? You can sell this fish to others. And the Mexican guy said, hmm, I think, uh, yeah, but for what? Well, what reason? And the CEO says, well, you can have profit, and in the future, 
you can have other people work for you. you. You will employ people to work for you. And the Mexican guy says, uh, yes, for, for what? Then what? What, what? what is the reason? And the CEO said, well, if you are rich enough, you can put a factory here. Transform the whole village and put a factory. Yeah? And the, the Mexican guy says, and then what? And uh, the CEO said, well, you can, uh, you can um, uh, be rich and move to Mexico City and, and, and be very well educated and have houses and have uh, cars and be uh, rich people, you know? And the Mexican guy says, and then what? What is, yeah? And the CEO says, well, after a while, you will be a very rich man living in Mexico City. Your company, they will be very big. And you can, uh, uh, your company, they can be in the stock market and have a lot of profit. You will be very rich. And then the Mexican guy says, but then what? What is, yeah, then what, what happened? And the CEO said, well, you will be very rich that you can retire early. You can retire and, and you will have a beautiful life. You can go to live in a quiet village and you can fish every morning. You can play with your kids. You can have a siesta and have a conversation with, with your amigos. So all this you can do. So it's just a story that tells us that sometimes we are so busy in our life and we don't appreciate what we have. Sometimes we say, well, we will serve the Lord when we retire because we will have money, we will have time to serve the Lord. And this is our plan, you know, to accumulate wealth because we are working very hard. And, and it's nothing wrong with that. Don't, don't make me wrong. It's, 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 uh, it's nothing wrong to work hard, to accumulate uh, wealth, but to think that we can serve the Lord later when we retire, when we have all the time and all the money and all the resources. Today is the time that we should serve the Lord. Romans chapter 12, verse 11 says, No slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Serving the Lord. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. And, and I think uh, we miss always the opportunity. Normally we say, well, we want to serve the Lord. We are servants of the Lord. We want to do something. But today, I want to put your attention in this word that the Bible used for servants in the Bible. And most of the translation in our Bible translation, the word is doulos, doulos in, in Greek. The translation in our Bible, 90% 90, 90 of this translation says servant. Dulos is servant. But the right translation is slave. Slave. And there is a huge difference between be a servant and be a slave. 
Do you want to be a slave? And I know this is a very controversial topic, especially in society today. To be a slave, normally we have this connotation that is something bad. We don't want to be a slave. But if you are a Christian, you are a slave. Every time when we call Lord, Lord, we say you are the Lord. In Greek, is um, this word is that he is the owner of everything. And we, we are submit to him, and we are slaves to him. Yeah? And this is, the, this is the, the position that every Christian needs to take. What is the difference between a servant and a slave? Well, a servant work from nine to five and go home. A slave, they stay there. Uh, a servant have the freedom to choose. If I don't like the job, I look for another job. The slave stay there because the master honor him. Yeah. A servant, if I don't like the master, well, I go home and I look for another job. I have another kind of job or service. But the slave stay there because the slave belongs to the master. All the rights, there is no right for, for the slave. And, and this is exactly the meaning of the word doulos in Greek. It's a slave. And I know in our minds, uh, thinking about the slavery today is a very sensitive topic. Very sensitive companies, uh, normally we have uh, uh, courses, and companies need to be sure that they, they, don't, they don't want to do nothing with companies that are slave, or, or, or there is this kind of slave in society today. So we, want, we have a very bad connotation of slavery. Something that happened in the past, very bad with the slaves, and we don't want this, have this connotation in our lives. Well, the Greek word of doulos means someone who set aside all rights to serve others. To put aside all the rights with the intention to serve others. Dulos means uh, someone who belongs to another. We said today, the Lord is mine and I'm from the Lord. So we belong to him. So we will serve him, but not as a servant, not as a choice of, if I don't like, I go home. Is I will stay and I will serve him because he is the master. Every time when we call Lord, kuros in, in Greek means that he is the owner and we are the servant. We should serve him. And, and this is a very uh, high call in the Bible. I know we have this culture that is a, a very bad connotation, but the Bible has a very deep spiritual meaning about the slavers in the spiritual realm. Uh, Paul says, I am a slave of Christ. And it's a very high call, slave of Christ. Um, 
this is a, a lot of dignity to be a slave of someone like the Lord Jesus. When Paul says, I am a slave of Christ. I belong to him. I will obey him. I will do the job for him because I'm a slave of Christ. This is a high dignity, especially in the New Testament, uh, of uh, believers who are willing to live under Christ's authority and his devote to him. They want to be devote to him. Uh, and the reason is because we have been purchased with a price. Open your Bibles in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20 says, For ye are bought, bought with price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We have been purchased with a price. You have been purchased with a price, with a high price, with a very valuable price. But you belong to him if you are a Christian. And you know, in, in ancient times, uh, to be a slave, uh, normally people are purchased, and, and people belong to another, to the master, because they purchase them, and they, they uh, work for the master the whole life, or until the master they set free, the, 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 the servant or the slave. Uh, but sometimes, this relationship between the master and the slave, there is a beautiful relationship. Not always is a bad story of slavery. For, for many, many stories, there had been a very um, uh, deep relationship between the master and the, the servant. Um, that many of them, they want to stay because they love the master. They love the master. They, they love the protection of the master. And, 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 and always um, the slave in these times, in this uh, occasion, the master, they know who is the king. And, and, and the master are voluntarily uh, put aside their personal rights to love, to serve, and to obey the will of God that is our master to put aside my rights, to love, to serve, and to obey God, which is the master. And I know the Bible has been criticized many, many occasions uh, because many people think that the Bible uh, 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 supports slavery in the Old Testament, in the New Testament. And... Um, this, uh, we have these brutal stories about masters that have been abused, their servants, and they have been killed and treated like an animals, the servants. But let me tell you that, uh, and let me be very clear, the Bible, yeah, never, never is, or always they will be against mistreated people. From Genesis to Revelation, always the Bible told us to be kind to one another, 
to be loved one to another, to be loved to one another. Uh, and always when the Bible talks about master, you, you remember Ephesians chapter 6? says, master, you should love, you should care, you should protect, you should be fair with your servants because we have a master in heaven. And servants, you should obey your master as, as you are obeying me. Always the Bible says that the, the, the good treat of people and be kind one to another never says that the master, even though the, belong, or, or the, the slave belongs to the master, that uh, you should treat this like a, an object or, or subject there and, and mistreat uh, the people. So the Bible never condemned but never condoned slavery. Something that there was there socially and, and, and historical, historically always was there in the Bible. And um, always there is people that they can afford to hide or to purchase people in the Old Testament. And there is always people that for many reasons they go to slavery and to work for the master. But always uh, the Bible says that we should treat fairly and with love and compassion. Sometimes there, there is no choice for people to go to slavery. In, in the Old Testament, when you have a debt or when you don't have a family, this is the best thing that happened to you, to work for someone that they will provide you house, they will provide food, they will provide protection, they will provide belongings. So not always is bad to be a slave. Not always is bad. And, 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 and I think uh, sometimes uh, when I see the TV and this royal, uh, in royal, uh, uh, in England, uh, royals family, they have their, their own houses. And you know that the house of Windsor or the Belmore, all the servants that are there, all the servants, and could be a very high call to be a servant of the king, of the queen, of the princess, to be there, and, and could be, a, a, I don't know exactly the, the protocol to hire people to serve in these houses, but just think about it. These people, they cook for the king. These people, they put in bed the king. These people, they wake up the king. These people are all the time with the king, putting the, 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 the shoes, and uh, you know how is the king those days. But these people are just surrounding of the king. They spend too much time with the king. Sometimes there is a, a close relationship between the servant and the master, the servant and the king, for all these service that they are provide for them. In Jesus' time, one, of, uh, one third of, of the population was a slave. Nearly 12 million people in Jesus' time was a slave, some kind of slavery. Um, so the intention of the Lord Jesus never was to abolish slavery. They, 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 Jesus had the plan to abolish slavery. Because if this was the plan, he failed. He, he came here 
to abolish spiritual slavery. Spiritual slavery. The Bible says that we are slaves of sin. We obey sin like a, 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 like a master. And we, we have been lived in sin, obey our, our passions, our sin. And uh, the Lord Jesus came to abolish this kind of, 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 of slavery. This kind of slavery. So the Lord Jesus gave us a lot, of, a lot of illustration between master and servant, between master and slaves. And people understand because many of these people, they were slaves in the time of the Lord Jesus. But there is, there is a beautiful example of slavery in the Bible. I, I don't want to be uh, in favor of slavery. But it's something that cultural and historical happen, and the Bible presents this as a fact. So do you remember, for example, Eliezer, the servant of Abraham? He was a slave, and he ruled and thrust over the house of Abraham. Eliezer. He was a servant. He was a slave. But he was thrust with the whole house of Abraham. You remember Onesimo in, in, uh, in the, the little letter of Philemon? Onesimo was a, a, run, a, a runaway slave. He ran away from Philemon, uh, Philemon and, and he, somehow he met uh, Paul in jail. And he served and have a very good relationship with Paul. And he convert to Christianity. And he helped Paul in, in that uh, jail, in that situation. And Paul said, you need to go to Philemon, to go back to him. And, and Paul write a little letter. But I, I think it's that the shortest letter of Paul. And he write to Philemon. And he said, you need to... Uh, took back Onesimo, that is, is the runaway slave, uh, but just you need to treat him as a brother in Christ. A brother in Christ. And he said, Paul says, whatever he did, the, the Bible doesn't tell us what he did, just consider as myself. This is the affection of this slave that Paul and this slave have, that he said, when you go back to Philemon, it's, it's, like, it's like you are forgive him and take it back. And then uh, it's like you are taking me. This was a beautiful story. You have opportunity just to read 24 verses of Philemon, but this is the story. So to be a slave of Christ is a high call, high call. Um, the Lord uh, uh, is, is uh, when every time when we call Lord, we are said we are subject to you. We are subject to you. And lately we have been seeing the names of God and the attributes of God to know more about God. Uh, but when we, when we have the right perspective of who is he, we will have the right perspective of what we are. If he is the Lord of Lords, we are the, uh, his servants. And, and, and it's a very high call. Um, 
And Paul, Paul, Paul understood this, and many other people understood this. Every time when you see servant, just change the word servant for slave. Slave. Dulos is the, the right uh, word. Understood this, and, and um, Paul, every time when he wrote a letter, he put, I'm the slave of Christ. I'm the slave of Christ. Just imagine that you put in your business card, this is my name, I'm slave of Christ. Every time when you send an email, this is my name, regards, I'm slave of Christ. This is exactly what Paul did. Romans chapter 1 verse 1 says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. The word there is doulos. says, Paul, a slave of Jesus Christ. Galatians 1.10 says, I, uh, for, for if I yet please men, I should not be a servant of Christ. Servant is doulos, a slave of Christ. Philippians chapter 1 verse 1 says, Paul and Timotheus are slaves of Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.7 says, Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, Dulos is there, a, 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 a slave who, who, is, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ. Titus chapter 1 verse 1 says, Paul, servants of God, is a slave of God. James one one says, James, a uh, servant of God, a slave of God, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Second Peter one one says, Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. Jude chapter one verse one says, Jude, a slave of Jesus Christ. Uh, John uh, in Revelation chapter one verse one says. Uh, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto me, to show unto his servants. Is, the name is Dulos there. Servants is like uh, slaves of Jesus Christ. So, it's a high call for us, not just to, to, to be a servant of God, but to be a slave. And, and, and we need to understand the big difference that are between a servant and a slave. We belong to him. He has been purchased our soul. We belong to him and we will obey him in love and, and uh, serve him. Open your Bibles and if you, if you want just stand to read the, the Bible. Uh, John chapter 13 verse 12 to 17. The Bible says in John chapter 13, verse 12 to 17. It says, So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garment and, and, and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, 
your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one to another feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I said unto you, the servant is no greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are if yet, yet if ye do them. Just, just sit. Take your seat. And, and this is a, a beautiful passage about the Lord Jesus that presents to us as a master, as a Lord. And this is um, uh, one of, of these passages that we can see the names of God uh, as a title and uh, a beautiful example for us. What is the job of a slave? What is a, a job of a slave for Christ? If we say, well, we are a slave to Christ, we put aside our rights, our plans, everything because we want to follow you and we want to obey you and we want to love you because you are the master. What is your job? What should be your job? And, and we have this example. The Lord Jesus, he is the master, he is the Lord. And then suddenly he put and give us a beautiful example because he take the place of a servant. And he start washing the feet of the disciples one by one. We know the story. One by one, he start washing the feet of each of his disciples. And uh, he said, you call me master and, and, and Lord. And, Je and, and Jesus said, well, for so I am. So the Lord Jesus says, you call me master, you call me Lord. And that's right, because I am. And, and, and what is the difference between master and Lord? Well, master is ownership. And Lord is authority or supremacy. So he is the Lord. He has the authority. But also he is the master. He is the owner of us. So verse 14. Did you see that he, he changed the order? He said, you call me master and Lord. Then verse 14 said, if I then your Lord and Master. He changed. And, and, and it's, a, it's a very important thing that he, he changed because he is first Lord and then Master. He said, if I'm the Lord, if I'm the Master, and I have been washed your feet, ye wash one to another feet. And, 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 and I know this is, I know some churches use this kind of ceremony uh, of washing feet one to another um, uh, and represent nothing to us because uh, we use shoes in the time of the Lord Jesus that it happened was so important to wash the feet uh, when they go to a meal. But those days means absolutely nothing if we wash one to another feet. So the application is different today's, in today's day, but some, some churches, they have this 
ceremony to wash feet one to another. I'm not sure if you are uh, uh, in favor of that, but it uh, means absolutely nothing, you know? But the application of this means everything to us, the application. I saw some weddings also. The, the, normally, the, uh, the bride, they wash the feet of the groom uh, in, in some cultures, in some weddings. I never see that the, the, the groom wash the feet of the, of the bride. It's always the opposite. But again, it's, it's like a representation of something. Yeah? Today, they said, I am the Lord. I am the master. And I put my position as a servant, even though that I'm your master and your Lord. And I put my position as a slave, as a slave for you. And it's supposed that you, you and me, we should follow his example, his example. And uh, verse 15 says, for I have give, given to you an example. If you open Philippians chapter 2, verse 7. Philippians chapter 2, verse 7. And this is the example of the Lord Jesus. Philippians chapter 2, verse 7 says, But made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant. Do you know what is the word there? Dulos. He said he took the form of a slave, a slave, and was made in, in, in was and was made in in the likeness of men, and be found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. This was the example of the Lord Jesus. If we call him Lord, we, we should follow his example. He is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, and he came to this world to serve, to minister, to be a slave for us. For us. Uh, and he said he was humble himself, and he was obedient, even to the cross. He, he fulfilled that, that he accomplished the plan that he had to go to the cross as a servant for us, for us. So this is a beautiful example that we have in the Lord Jesus if we want to be a servant. Not to wash the feet one to another, but to serve. To serve the Lord, to, to be a slave of him, to obey him, and, and, and uh, uh, to be humble and uh, to accomplish the task that had been uh, assigned to us. Verse um, 17, in, if you go back to John chapter 13, uh, verse 17 says, If ye know these things, happy are if ye, if ye do them. And, and it's very important, this verse, because we have... The example of the Lord Jesus, but says, you want to be happy? It's not that you know these things. It's if you do these things. And it's a huge difference between to know what we should do and to do it. Do you see that says, if ye know these things, 
comma, says, if you know, it's not enough to know. There is no enough to know things. Is you are happy if you do these things. You will be happy. You will be blessed if you do these things. If we serve the Lord, and if we serve one another, if we obey him, if we humble ourselves, if we are faithful to his service, if we are a good stewardship, if we accomplish our task to serve one another because we are serving him. Luke chapter 6, six verse 46. Open, open your Bibles in, in Luke chapter 6, verse 46. Luke chapter 6, 46 says, And why call me Lord, Lord, and do know the things which I say? So be careful when we call Lord, Lord. Because if we are calling the Lord, Lord, as he is the Lord, we are telling him that we are his servants. says, you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do what I said to you. You don't do. So if you want to be a slave of Christ, if you want to be a good servant of God, you need to obey him. You need to do the things that are important to him. It's not just to call Lord and, 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 and pretend that you, are, you know we are good Christians. We need to do the job. We need to serve him. And, 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 and I know that you know, to be a slave of Christ, we need to change our mind. And this bad connotation of, you know, to be a slave is something bad. It's something bad if you have a bad master. But we have a master that, we, that he loves us, he protects us, he provides for us. So I want to be a slave of him. So every time when wives, you are washing dishes, when you are washing dishes and cleaning the house, just think about that you are a slave of Christ. Others, they will benefit of your job, but you are a slave of Christ. Husbands, every time when you go uh, early in the morning and go to the office and go and do your job, you are a slave of Christ. And you are doing because you want to serve the Lord. Kids, Every time when you are picking up the toys, when you are making your bed, just remember, just remember that we are a slave of Christ. We want to serve him. Others, they will benefit of our jobs, but we are serving him. We are uh, obeying, obeying him, and we are humble to him. So, in, 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 in the Old Testament, what happened is in the Old Testament, on the law, law, of, law of Moses in the Old Testament, the, the law says that slaves, they were for seven years. What happened after the seven years? The master need to send free. Okay? Release, release uh, the slave. They are free. They work for the master only seven years. And the law says that they need to be free. But there is slaves that they want to stay. They want to stay with the master because the master is so good to them. 
and, and, and they want to continue for life to serve the master. They love the master. They obey him. They, they receive every good treat from the master, and they want to stay. The law says that they need to, the master needs to put a sign. They, they, they need to pierce the ear of this slave with a door. They put a hole with a door and put an earring. And everyone that they saw this slave, they will see that this slave stay there because they love the master. And, and this represents physically a, a sign that this slave stay there for love because they want to stay voluntarily. Is their choice to stay there. So remember that in our past life, we were slaves of sin. We were slaves of sin. One day, the Lord came to the slavery market and he purchased us with a price. He purchased us with a price. And we sent us free. This is the Lord that sent us free. But if you stay, he promised that he will treat you with love, with respect, with honor, with compassion. He will provide for you. He will uh, promise you that you, you have an inheritance with him. And he will treat us not like a slave, but as a friend to him. This is the promise of God. And he put a mark in our heart. He sealed our heart with the Holy Spirit for others to see that we are slaves of Christ because we love the master. We want to stay. We are free to go, but we prefer. It's our choice to stay, to serve the Lord, and, and, and to submit to him, to obey him because we love him. And this is the seal, the Holy Spirit in our heart. We don't need a piercing ear. We have the seal of the Holy Spirit in our life uh, as a representation that we want to stay and to serve him. Do you want to stay? Do you want to serve? Do you want to continue love this master, this Lord that we have? To serve him, to honor him, to love him, to respect him, to obey, to work for him, to do whatever it takes for him. I have a good news for you. Open your Bibles and with this we will finish. John chapter 15. The Gospel of John chapter 15. And this is a very good news for you if you want to stay. Verse 12 of John chapter 15 says, verse 12, This is my commandment, that ye love one to another as I have loved you. Greater love that no man that this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you. And this is the good news, verse 15. Henceforth, I call, I call you no servant, doulos, slave. For the servant know, know not what his Lord doeth, 
but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. So the good news is we are servant because we want to stay. But this relationship with the Lord is so strong that he has been manifest everything to us. And he calls us friends. Friends. And not only that, he calls us part of his family. He calls us his sons. Sons of God. Childs of God. And, and, and this is a beautiful and deep relationship with him that we want to stay because we want to serve him. And he calls us no servants, no slaves. He calls us friends. Do you want to stay and be the friend of God to serve him, to honor him? He calls us friends. Philos is in Greek. Philos. And it's a very close relationship. He is the Lord of Lords. The king of kings, but he wants to be your friend, your friend, if you stay, if you stay. We have the mark of the Holy Spirit in our heart to tell others, yeah, I want to serve the Lord. He is so good to me. He treats me with compassion. He provides everything to me. He gives me protection every day. He is the Lord of Lords, the king of kings. And it's my privilege to follow him, to serve him, to honor him, because he is my friend. 